everything about it. Spoilers. We're going to get into it. I cannot believe this movie. It was awesome. Brian, hit that music. Let's do this. California in the heart of Uptown Whittier, keeping up with the nerds. Presence presents. Why do they say presence? Anyway, this is, issue this sixty. Fifty-nine. It's not fifty-nine. It we is fifty-nine last time. No, that was fifty-eight. That's bullshit. Oh, oh my god! Why did you cry? Just because you questioned it. <laughs> <laughs> you forced me down this road. <laughs> Hold on. So should we start over? No, no, we're going for it. Like, we'll what's fix, your name? We'll figure it out at the end. What? My name is Nick Valero. This is Brian. Renee. And welcome to the show. <laughs> liar. You are a liar. What do you mean? I'm the one that numbers it. That's true. I wouldn't know. Yes, it's 59. Is it 59? I thought you were going to say 69. I'm like, we're not like honestly 11 episodes ahead. Honestly, I was guessing again. <laughs> You were was off by like one. I was off by one. Hey, that's fine. I was like, I was like, last time we did it, it was like 58. 59. Should be like it should be 60. It should be fine. It should be 60. Nah, it's fine. I forgive you. It there makes you for good intros. Thank you. Yeah, our intros are chaotic, anyways. We got some. <laughs> <laughs> right. Last week, Renee yeah. just chose violence. <laughs> what do you mean, last week? He yelled at me for like five minutes while yelling at you. <laughs> just no. yelling at you and then just basically telling me not to get involved. <laughs> That's right. That's true. I'm back. Show's going to be better. Don't you worry, guys. And we're like, all right, sure, whatever. So this Renee issue chose- is 59. This yeah. issue is 59. Told you. All right, well, sometimes Brian's wrong. Today not just happened time. not to be one. Not this time, buddy. Today, Brian just happened not to be there. Also, uh, <laughs> two seconds. Why? We... No, no, it's good. It's good. It's fine. Did it stop recording? No, no, no he's no, angling no, it. No, 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 it's it's uh, it's back. You might not want to rotate that. Also, I'm Why? Did you not put on airplane mode? No. What'd you do? <laughs> Huh? Did you stop? Did you record again? Yeah, I stopped. Okay, well, I got to do a clap sync. There we go. Because when it closed, it didn't uh, do the wide. Oh. So I was only getting Renee's temple. <laughs> I wasn't even in it. <laughs> so for the most part, it's just me. Yeah, I like, corrupt out of the whole thing. So basically, it's just your face, real close, mm-hmm. and Renee's temple. As, as he talked, and I, I looked up and went, He's oh, sabotaging your appearance now. He is, yeah. I, I literally him, looked up right? and went, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. All right, we got a full packed issue here. We got to get jump. We got to str- just jump straight into it yeah, at this point. Yeah, there's no time there's no, for yeah, there's, no, there's none because yeah. we just came back from watching The Suicide Squad. My, that was my third time watching it. You watched it twice already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What time did you watch it technically this morning? I watched it at four o'clock yesterday. Four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock in the afternoon. Wait, released yesterday at four? Yeah. yeah. Did you seven, not? I messaged you guys PM. what it was. It got released last night. 
It released last. It released last yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah, like four p.m. It released uh, seven p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Oh, so they did an early release then. They did a super early release. Mm-hmm. I so got. I watched it at four right I, when it came out. And I then, got a notification on my phone from HBO Max. It says, "Watch Suicide Squad right. in theaters and on HBO Max now." And I'm like, I saw that notification, but I chose to ignore it. So I so pressed I it. <laughs> I was curious, and I pressed it, and then on my fo- it was on my phone, and the movie started playing. I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, This is the movie. I was like, Wait, hold on. Yeah. Like, so I, I yeah. finished. So I started watching it there, and then my brother came home, and he was just like. Hey, do you want to watch uh, Suicide Squad? And I go, I already watched it. And he goes, So you want to watch it or what? And I'm like, I'm like that, that, hey, doesn't, why not? that doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> that, does, that doesn't answer my question, yeah. Nick. You didn't. You didn't answer my question. Do you want to watch it? Yes or no? <laughs> sure. I, I guess if you're I, if you're really pulling, you know, pulling my arm you, here. You know what the funny thing is that I've watched it three times and I was catching stuff on the third time that I didn't see the first two times. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, that's kind of sick. Yeah. Like that was really cool. I think you said when you because we we watched it today yes. together. We agreed that we were going to watch it today after you were done with the store. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that meant you know we basically watched it at seven, mm-hmm. and now we're recording like a super late show because of course nine, yeah we like, got energy drinks to make sure. Oh yeah, because you're you're, you're, you're kind of tired, Danny. Yeah. I mean you had a full day of work. Yeah. And then this is your, we all had a full day of work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you had uh, you watched it three times. You came over probably like a good third into the movie already. Were like 30 minutes in, like yeah, 30 minutes, barely, and then you were yeah, saying yeah. that the thing that you didn't catch because I usually watch I know people are going to hate me for this, but I usually watch uh movies and TV shows with subtitles on, and the only reason why is because it's like I pay too much attention visually to a lot of different things, right? right Sometimes right, right. voices kind of mesh together, and I kind of miss what certain things are said, right? So, uh, subtitles for me help me out, right? Um, and you were saying that one of the things that you missed in your viewings was Pissmaker. I didn't realize that Bloodsport was calling Peacemaker Pissmaker. I did not realize mm. that. Because with his accent, it really does sound like Peacemaker. Yeah. And it really does sound like it. So I was just like, okay, he keeps on calling him Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. But I, in reality, he's calling him Pissmaker. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I was glad that they let him, they let Edrisala use his accent in here. Well, like really how nice else can he act, though? He always, he he always Alba. He does, he does. He, he, he does some. He does like an uh, like an American accent. Yeah. What was Most, his? What movie was he in that he did an American accent in? The Losers. He does the Losers. Takers. Yeah, taken, or Takers. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's done it in a couple. Every movies. other blockbuster movie. He's done. I feel like Idris Elba <laughs> is just like, like he kind of plays the same person. In most of his movies, yes. Except it's his mood that changes. Yeah. Like in certain movies, he's a little more like up and cheery and kind of well, like. <laughs> I, I remember it was like before he was doing, I think like Prometheus and stuff. Well, well before he did Prometheus, he was like, I'm tired of doing action films, you know, or blockbuster movies. He wishes he can do like a more serious, like Oscar worthy roles. But yet. After he said that, he was still doing like I mean, action wherever the money's like, at, he's yeah. gonna go. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, I, I mean, you could always aspire to like not like to go like, oh, well, I want to go for like more meaningful ro- mm-hmm. roles. But then somebody writes you a check for like a hundred thousand, hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. and they're like, I'll be in this movie, and you go, mm, all right, uh, yeah. sure, why not? Money talks. Yeah. yeah, money talks. Money, money will take you a long way. But mm-hmm. my big thing is that I wanted to talk about, especially in this movie. uh, the characters yes and there's a lot to talk about so this entire issue is going to be dedicated to suicide squad Squad. Uh, but i really wanted to talk about warning you said it at the intro i did spoiler heavy issue so if you have not seen it 
technically this movie came out like five days, six days. It's been about a week. Yeah, it's almost about, a week. It's been about so a week, if you haven't seen it yet, spoilers because we're going to be spoiling this movie heavily. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't mind going to go see this movie again in the movie theater. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, would, it was, oh, it, yeah not, sorry, excuse me, not pretty good. It was great. It was really, really good. Maybe. But I, I do want to see it in the movie theater because I feel like, especially if you go to like maybe like an IMAX movie. Or oh like that, yeah. Especially oh, like some of those some of those scenes would just like pop. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. and not only that, but also I feel like when we're watching it on TV, there's things that we're missing in the background because it's like yeah. it's so small mm-hmm. and everything else. And we're if we were to watch it like on a big screen and you were actually looking at like the background, you know, you might see newer things yeah. yeah but my big thing is i wanted to talk but like i said the characters okay because there's so many characters in this in, in this uh movie they, this is like the most amount this is the most characters ever in a dc movie so yes. when it, it was, was announced movie. at the fandom last year DC fandom yeah DC was it last fandom, year or was it two years ago two years two, ago that was two no years. no 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 it was the last year it was because last it was year, the, yeah. it was in the middle it was right when the pandemic started yes Okay, so when it was announced last year, they were filming it two years ago. They yeah, did this entire montage of like all the characters that they were going to bring in yeah. right. and the actors that were going to portray them. Yes, and it was super unique because, like, at least for me, the way this movie was advertised was you're going to have a massive pile of just villains in this movie, and no one's safe from death. Yeah, yes. you get to this movie, that gets thrown out the window immediately. Certain characters you think are going to be frontline, you know, front members that are going to be in this movie completely 100% are not. Right. Yeah. So, like, Weasel is one <laughs> of those characters that was kind of, like, put up front a lot in the advertisement. He was. And um, actually, a lot of the characters that were in Team 1 were put up in the advertisement. Like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Rooker. Pete Davidson's Pete character. Davidson, uh, what was it? Nathan Fillion's character. Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. Like, they were all... Honestly, if you look at it, if you look at that trailer, I think, like, a good, like, 30 to 45 seconds of a minute and a half trailer is that beginning 30 minutes. Which is good. It's the beginning yeah. 30 minutes, and then they have, like, small little tiny clippets of the end. Mm-hmm. And that was really awesome. Because by the time you finished that first 30 minutes, you were like, oh, I've seen everything. Mm-hmm. Like, the only thing I really know about this movie is Starro shows up. Yeah. And the fact that they keep on talking about Starfish, we know Starro is coming up. So that didn't really spoil it. No, really. So, I mean, you're kind of like, okay. like I, uh, you're, It's open season. Let's you're, see what happens. <laughs> it's open you're, season. You're mostly seeing, like, if you know about Starro by the end of this film, obviously, because of the marketing and stuff. You're basically gonna watch the movie to see how the Suicide Squad takes down Starro. If they do, if that's another thing as well too. If they mm. even deal with it, yeah, that's another thing. Because honestly, I really did think that for a second there, there was a chance that they were just gonna go, hey, and like end the movie with yeah. Starro battling it out. And I thought that would have been that, interesting. That would have been cool. And then like that would have been like, oh yeah, the Justice League has to handle that and stuff. That kind of bleeds into like if they did it. Well, I think that would have yeah. been really funny if the Justice League did handle it mm-hmm. and then they show the comic book of the Flash and everybody else. Like yeah. the comic book like later on mm-hmm. of like the Justice or like you had the like they left and then the the newspaper shows like the comic book cover. Of Starro battling the Justice League, <laughs> yeah, and everything else. I thought that would have been kind of cool. And then it's like, oh yeah, like these guys aren't heroes. Like, mm-hmm. but the way it did end was pretty sick. No, that's really the thing. They had their quote unquote hero moments. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all did. Well, I mean, not necessarily all of them, but I mean, 
<laughs> the, the ones that were left over. The ones that were left over. Uh, I also really enjoyed... I really did enjoy just the comedy that Rick Flagg had. Yes. Because in a couple of interviews, the, the actor that plays Rick Flagg, he actually talked about it and he goes, the one thing that I was really disappointed about Rick Flagg is that I was only able to kind of show off one side of Rick. Yeah. I wasn't able to show off his entire like emotional spectrum, mm-hmm. which is the v- nicest way of saying somebody wrote me a one dimensional character and I didn't know what else to do with it. Yeah. There was no motivational. Cause this, he was, you said that he was in the original suicide. He was in the original one. I have a quote that he did that he said about the original suicide squad. So while you find that, I have it right here. Oh, you have it. Perfect. He goes, uh, when, when asked about the David Ayer cut, he says, um, or what he thoughts about it. He goes, There were conflicting visions of what the film was going to be. And sometimes with these big budget studio films, people start pulling at it from different different directions. And then it doesn't really end up anywhere. I feel like that's what happened with the first Suicide Squad. It was kind of an end up being neither here nor nor there. That's what he said. Yeah, because for me, like when I think about the original Suicide Squad movie, the one that came out five years ago... um, it did. It didn't have that big of an impact personally. Like it right. was just more of like a villain team up with a mission, and then you get your quirky, dark characters, and it was filmed very grainy and very dark, and right. like so, it wasn't comedic. So I, the, yeah, I, I I feel like what happened was that when they when they made Suicide Squad, they were like make they told David Ayer, you see that Guardians movie, make a darker version of that Guardians movie, and the movie was already like. 80%, 90% shot, and he had a different vibe. Because when you see the comic book, or the, I'm sorry, the Comic-Con sneak peek yes. that they released, it was a completely different vibe. No, it had it different was music. It was dark. Different dark. contrast as well, too. The mood was very dark. And then when they released the first fledged trailer, they made it more vibrant, more colorful, putting licensed music in it as well too um i think what it was queen was the first one yeah. Then, yeah yeah and then while the other one it was a more somber uh song what was it, it was like started well, I, like i uh, i started a joke while the comic-con trailer was like, yeah. yeah i i i mean if, even if you go by what jared leto says where he's where he even said i had there is at least a good 20 to 30 minutes of joker mm-hmm. that's just cut somewhere that like mm-hmm. we'll never see the light of day Oh yeah, Joker was in the Suicide Squad. He was originally yeah. that's that was, right. That was his first appearance inside of the DC universe. Was in Suicide Squad, and apparently he played a huge part in that movie. Mm-hmm. He was like a huge foil to the Suicide Squad at that point, and it was one of those things of, like they were they started moving things around. They cut a lot yeah. of the scenes. They did everything else, and then the movie just kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. And but I feel like this is what this movie is also a huge. Th- it's a huge petition of this is what happens when you just leave a director alone. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let, I, I know we're talking about characters, but a little, little tangent. I don't. Warner Brothers is like the most bipolar company I've ever seen. Yes. Because it's like it has a record of like getting a really great director, mm-hmm. and right? Managing the hell out of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I keep, we're gonna we're, there. You know, we're gonna do that. It, Which is, dude, but you know what? It, no, no, no. It, it's it's more of like it's right here, and then they go, "Listen, don't get involved." <laughs> and then they go, 
Okay, that's where it was. This <laughs> <laughs> is a tiny like two inches. Of- <laughs> they did they did that with three DC films. They did that with um, you know Batman versus Superman, where it was like okay, like Zack Snyder had a vision. They did that with all Zack Snyder films. Yeah, but, all the Zack Snyder films yeah, they touched. They touched, and then it was just like okay, like that's great, but let's just put this in here. Let's hint at that. Like they're like. Uh, Oh, don't forget that, you know? It's just like, what's <laughs> It's great heck? and all, but listen, and it ju- could be yeah. better. And then Justice League, it was like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're oh you're you're leaving? Okay. Don't know. We'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. Okay. Take Josh. that out. Take that out. Josh! Hey, we did! We did! Over here! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here. So you see this you're in charge movie, of this. So you, so you see this movie that we made? I want you to turn it into The Avengers. See, you, you, did, you did this, right? Now do that for us. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> this is why you guys need to watch this. <laughs> Honestly, you know what's you know what's funny though. I feel, logo. Howdy. Howdy. You know what the funny thing is? I, yeah. I I feel like they picked the wrong person. Yeah. No, no, no. Because I I feel like the person they should have gotten was John Favreau. Mm. Wait, what? If so, they were gonna do, if they were gonna take a director from a Marvel film, it, what they shouldn't have taken. Josh they took Johnson. the biggest crybaby in Hollywood. Well, but they took the one that they took was one of the biggest that, that had Hollywood. that left on bad terms with. What, with they Marvel. did the same thing with James Gunn, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that he he already he had already left and everything else. But yeah. I think. But the thing is, is that because here's my thing: he left James Gunn left on bad terms, but then he came back <clears> and then went. Okay, I get what happened. And then he, he had a mature way of handling he a, it. He had a very mature way of handling it. Yeah. Unlike I, Whedon, who was like straight up like, oh, y'all wanted to cancel Firefly and you guys want me to bring it back? Y'all can <laughs> suck it. I'm just making Serenity. But what and that's it. Oh, you canceled Buffy? Okay. I don't think Buffy was Buffy was canceled. Yeah. Was yeah. Canceled. Buffy was canceled yeah. and was canceled, so was Angel. It was, it was canceled with the Oh, yeah. I know Angel. Yeah. Angel. And then he yeah. said, I ain't bringing that crap back. <laughs> Y'all can suck it. Yeah. And, uh, Buffy, well, Buffy was, it was canceled, then brought back. Yeah. And then they then said, okay, this is going to be your last season. And they just kind of. So they had to wrap everything yeah. up. So he actually got a chance to wrap everything up. Whereas mm-hmm. Angel, they were just like halfway through the season, they go, you're canceled. You're not getting another season. So then, like, but we just the wrapped last, up. No, so like the last, no, so like the last like six episodes, they're just like wrapping everything mm-hmm. up. Do you think Whedon's just cursed, or there's Probably. something actually wrong with him? No, there's something wrong with him. Uh, so, <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Uh, back to the the back, characters. Back to the characters. Yeah. Um, I'll get into the Favre thing later, but uh, back to the characters. I think that not only did they have a nice little balance of making you realize that anyone could go mm-hmm. at any second. Like, no one is really safe in this movie. No. By, you know, showing us, by with the, the biggest bait and switch since <laughs> Deadpool 2. Yeah. And literally... Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that's so true. What, what, was the, what was the bait X-Force. Switch? Remember, remember, remember the, the X-Force and Deadpool? Oh, they, they, they build them up yeah, and the then all of a sudden... The first team he built yeah. was coming together. They all die. That's yeah. literally yeah. what James Gunn did. What was did. it? Brad Pitt shows up for like a, <laughs> a second? second? As the Invisible <laughs> oh, God, Man? If there was so, there, that would have been so I much feel, better. I feel like James Gunn saw <laughs> the X-Force die in the beginning. And he goes, how hilarious would that be if that was the Suicide Squad? Yeah. Like, we could just use this for the Suicide Squad. <laughs> but that's the same thing. So I, I'm going to go back to this whole just thing about funny. Rick Flagg and about, like, how he was written one-dimensionally in the right. first movie. Yeah. And this one, he was more expansive. Like, even the characters that showed up. Like, let's be real. Spoiler. Again, you're, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Pause the podcast. Come back when you're done. And, you know, you can hear the rest of it. 
But in the the first team that dies, you had Weasel, you had Captain Boomerang, you had Mongol, you had Mongal, who else? Mongal. Mongal. Uh, you had uh, Javelin, Javelin, you uh, had uh, TDK, TDK, Blackguard, and uh, Savant. Savant. Yeah, Savant. They all died within like five minutes. Did you say Boomerang? Captain Boomerang, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we. <laughs> That was the one. Did anyone yeah. check to see if Weasel can, can swim? swim? I just love it. I was cracking up so much. It just I, him going. Rah, yeah, rah, rah. I, I thought it was so funny. The next image, I know he's drowning. Like, <laughs> like Savant just going. The weasel's dead. Uh, the weasel's like the dead. Way. James Gunn kills his brother the first two minutes of the movie. I just that thought was it was. Great. I thought that was really funny, but also. That's like one of the greatest things because it sets the mood of the movie so well. Yeah. What, um, yeah. This is a total cluster. So yeah. what I cluster. what I love too is that they act was it both the three main people in that team, which was it was Rick Flag, Captain Boomerang, and Harley. They've been through missions before. Yeah. You could tell. Yes. They they talked about that. Because even Boomerang says, Harley, how did you get back in jail? Yeah. And then she goes, oh yeah, I, I had some road rage in a bank. <laughs> which I'm very confused about. Yeah. I want to see that of Harley Quinn robbing, like mm-hmm. having, like just driving a car through, through a, a bank. bank. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it just, it, it was really cool. It was there. It was James Gunn showing that like, okay, I'm establishing that this suicide squad has been around. As, as a continuation. It's, it's been a thing. Mm-hmm. Tax, tax force X has been a thing. And I think that's what made it better compared to the first one was it was the first time the suicide squad was being formed. The, but the, all these characters had dimensions. Like, yeah. That was the thing is like what was it Blackguard? Blackguard, yeah. Yeah, so he yeah. was yeah. it's Pete Davidson like established him as a very kind of like flamboyant, mm-hmm. you know, free for all character that's like that's I'm Davidson. cool, I'm awesome. It, it's a Pete Davidson. It's Pete Davidson as as a as a villain in the DC. <laughs> and then what yeah. does he do? Walk out, flashlights yeah. all out. It's like, "Hey, they're here. I told you all I'm mm-hmm. safe." I'm, I'm the one gonna... that called you. I yeah. also thought it was funny too. The first time you actually see Blackguard, he's Teasing a guard. Oh, he's, like, oh. <laughs> he's teasing a guard. guard he's, he's, gun. he's like Whoa. trying to pull his gun, <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's 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 really funny just to see like mm-hmm. all of these like morons. Yeah, just in like no wonder why none of them succeed. Yeah, yeah. In like defeating a DC hero. Yep. Like DC heroes do better when they fight each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when villains fight them, they're just like, man, this guy's like. This guy needs help. Savant. <laughs> Savant is also a good, like, multi-dimensional character because literally the movie starts with him, you know, aiming a ball at different targets yeah. and then killing a bird. This guy's a cold-blooded killer. This guy's mm. seen crap, right? Mm. All of a sudden, he sees an entire squad just die. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> and then swim the other way and get his head blown off. Well, I, I thought it was interesting because Savant... Because Savant has... That, that's part of his abilities is that he can... He, he basically can, like... He has, like, hyper thinking mm-hmm. hyper awareness like, it's like super thinking yeah mm-hmm. where he can like calculate things inside of his head and he knows probability and he can it's basically like he knows everything mm-hmm. that's why they call him savant uh so in my so when i was watching it the oh, second time, I see what you mean. so when yeah. i was watching it it was kind of like so like him doing the calculation in his head of anything that he of, would do of thinking about how exactly could we succeed mm-hmm. and then him realizing oh we're all dead yeah. like there's nothing we can do yeah. to win this like <laughs> we we showed up with basically the worst team in the world mm-hmm. 
to an army <laughs> and we're stuck on a beach. Yeah. This guy's got a javelin. We're dead. Yeah. Detachable arms. Yeah, a javelin and a guy who can detach his arms. And yeah. a girl that just, or whatever her, her species is, mm-hmm. climbs on a helicopter and then oh, just yeah. without even thinking about what's going on. That is one of the funniest things because i actually thought she was gonna crash it and then just walk right out of the car and nope and, no. <laughs> and, to, see, and to see her on top just her. <laughs> on top of her mm-hmm. as she screams burning to death <laughs> is one of the funniest things i think i've ever seen or captain boomerang too. i love that i felt that was a good middle finger of just like to the original Suicide Squad of just like Captain Boomerang just sitting there have a bunch of like sh- wood sh- like shards of, of wood yeah on him he's just like that and the plane of uh, the blades of the helicopter just shredding him apart and I'm just like okay yeah. I'm all, all right but that's the thing is that because you're 100 percent right multi-dimensional characters that were established within five minutes mm-hmm. that you all of a sudden get a feel for mm-hmm. are immediately dead. Then the flip around happens and you realize team two mm-hmm. is, is the real team. Is the, the real team, team comprised of King Shark, mm-hmm. Bloodsport, mm-hmm. uh Peacemaker, Peacemaker uh Ratcatcher Two. Ratcatcher Two. I, I was gonna say Ratface, but it's Ratcatcher Two. Polka Dot Man. And technically Harley. Yes. Mm. Technically. technically. She wasn't was, part of the ri- the second you, team You know what I thought was really or good? Rick Flag. You know what mm-hmm. I actually really liked about this one too is that Harley is very much a side character. Yes. She yes. is not the main character because there are good portions of the movie where you don't even talk about Harley Quinn. No. Well, Harley Quinn had her movie to establish herself in Birds of Prey. Right. And I think that Birds of Prey actually gave us a good enough Harley. I saw this on Twitter and I don't – I got to stay away from Twitter because I feel like Twitter people are just kind of like – I get it. It's a place to express your opinions, but sometimes your opinions could just be wrong. They that's, were upset. That's that, all Twitter. That's, that's all <laughs> Twitter. It's, someone said that they didn't like Harley Quinn in this one because she wasn't established well. But I'm what? like, you had that in Birds of Prey. You had that in two you, movies already. Yeah. You yeah. literally had a movie called Harley that was originally named Birds, Birds of, of Prey. Prey. And then they then realized that, oh, well, Harley Quinn's technically in 90% of this movie. We should probably just call it Harley Quinn. The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Yeah. yeah, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. And which is fine. I'm I I would rather them label it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, because that way it shows the type of movie. Who's a front runner? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a Harley Quinn movie. It's a Harley Quinn movie. But we already know who Harley Quinn is. We've seen her, and this movie only kind of solidified what kind of character she is. We had a badass fight sequence where she was in jail in Birds of Prey, and we get that plus more Mm -hmm. when she's trying to escape uh, being captured. But I thought it was interesting, too, because James Gunn even used the same kind of effects from Birds of Prey when she's in the middle of the, uh, what was it, of like that. That detainment center. Is it the mm-hmm. one where she pulls out the two uh, M16s and just starts shooting people, or like that entire sequence in no, general? Well, the entire sequence in general, like it feels very Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Like the the scene where she's taking on the police, the the entire like, uh, what was it? Like Security. Gotham, when she's taking on all of Gotham PD. Oh. Where she yeah. just walks into the police station and just starts murdering everyone. Mm-hmm. And or technically, she didn't murder them. Well, she didn't murder. She them. critically she, conditioned them. That guy can't walk anymore. <laughs> I think she should have killed him. He'll live like a T2. Yeah, like, that man's a paraplegic now. I, he probably wishes he was dead. He's, it was because that's, and you know what? Harley Quinn has, 
I think I've said this before. Margot Robbie is an exceptional Harley Quinn. Like she is, she is yeah. the definition of what Harley Quinn is. She Shame that she, she doesn't want to do it anymore, but I completely understand because there's that quote that came out with about Margot Robbie that she right. said, you know, I'm gonna take a break from that character. And that's hundred percent understandable. You don't wanna yeah. if you don't wanna be that one character forever, you don't have to be. It was a pleasure seeing her and all this other stuff and she does deserve credit where credit's due and saying that she was an exceptional Harley Quinn. But you know Quinn. what the thing is that also I feel like because every movie so far they've they've used Harley Quinn as a crutch. Yeah, and she wasn't here. And she wasn't a crutch in this movie, she was an asset. Yeah. And and there's a lot of like Birds of Prey, I feel like like they used her as a crutch. Yeah. Uh Suicide Squad, she's a crutch. Mhm. Uh, and the problem with that is, is that you you realize that this is the best character inside of this movie. It's whoever was writing the movie had the most fun writing her. Yeah. Well, she was already established. And they didn't and like they didn't really care about the rest of the characters. That's true because I felt that way when it came to Birds of Prey. I liked it for what it was, but again, it was all focused on Harley Quinn, and then just the rest of the writing for the rest of the characters was just kind of mute. Very flat. Yeah. It was very flat. Yeah. They like, couldn't establish anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there wasn't then, a lot of nuance or anything like that. And I think the only other cool character was probably Black Mask. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the only other character where you were like, oh, there's actual dimension to Black Mask. But everything we saw about Harley Quinn in this movie, we already knew. Like, yes. when she escapes yeah, that's the, the thing. handcuffs. Yeah. yeah. If, like, we yeah. knew she was flexible. Mm-hmm. We knew that she's capable of, like, handling four or five people coming at yeah. her at once. We're, we're just basically seeing her full potential in this one. Yeah. You know, that, again, like you said, we know what she's capable of at this point. Exactly. They're not, there's really no reason to reestablish her already. Yeah. Well, that, I, I know that, uh, what was it, when we were watching it, I think, Renee, you turned to me and you were like, oh, like, her getting tased is nothing. Yeah, like she, like she. Joker been, did that for fun. Yeah, yeah, Joker did that on like their f- on like a vacation. Yeah, you know the the way that she got turned into Harley Quinn mm-hmm. was because he was using electroshock therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, in order to like warp her mind. Yeah. yeah. So you tasing her using like a baton taser. Yeah, like using like a regular yeah. baton taser. It's not gonna do much. No, she's taking a she. She's basically taking. Like the the a small city block to the dome, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but besides her, I I actually really di- I wasn't sure because in the first Suicide Squad movie, I have to admit Will Smith did a really good job as Deadshot. I did for I, yeah, I, I did really like him as Deadshot. He was a solid leader, solid mm-hmm. you know, solid main main man. I I knew Idris Elba was going to do a good job, but I did I wasn't sure if whether or not I was going to miss. Deadshot. Yeah. I was I yeah. didn't care. Well, here was the thing is that if you're gonna say that Will Smith was a good leader, this movie didn't have a central leader. Because at every point of the movie there was a different character that took the spotlight. Yeah. Like right. you could say that Rick Flagg was a central character. He was the character that led most of these group of people to kind of like it, it led the movie in right. ways, right? But then you look at Peacemaker. Peacemaker and Bloodsport were both Head to head, mm. constantly. That was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> they were both constantly fighting one another. Saying yeah, like, they you were know, like one upping each other. Exactly, like that point where he's like, "Oh, what was it? <laughs> oh, you you shot the guy behind you or something oh, yeah. like that." Oh and yeah, he's still alive. That's not a non-lethal. Kill. Doesn't count non-lethal. Mm-hmm. He goes exploding rounds. Then the guy explodes, <laughs> and he goes, "People don't like when you show off." And he goes, "Unless what you're showing off is dope." <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was a great. That's a great line because they both competed against one another. And then when you know Bloodsport. Yeah. Well, sorry. Sorry, but what I loved is that we got two characters that had essentially the same background. Yeah. And they point that out in this movie, which is really funny. What's the difference? Yeah. Oh, well, I do it better than you. Yeah. <laughs> and the, Yeah, it's just like, I use smaller bullets. You yeah. know? Like, which was brought into the end, yeah. which is great. Like, James Gunn did a fantastic job at giving us an understanding of where these characters lie and why they exist in this universe. Right. Yeah. And every character had a moment to shine. You had, like I said... Bloodsport and Peacemaker were both head-to-head competing for attention. And there were moments where they both became, you know, front runners yeah. of the movie. Right. Even, um, Rat, was it Ratcatcher? Ratcatcher, Ratcatcher 2. 2. Yes. Ratcatcher 2. I keep forgetting her name. Um, oh, man, I, my ears started popping for a second. Ratcatcher yeah. 2. Um, she even had, like, a front spot, the spotlight for yeah. a bit. She defeated Starro. Yeah. She essentially did, yeah. Almost single-handedly. Yeah, single-handedly, single yeah. yeah. She defeated Starro. Polka Dot Man also had it with, like, moments of his kind of, like, origin and his development, who he was and, you know, his importance there. And just the implication of all of it was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fact that the fact that everybody, he he's like, oh, I don't like killing people. But what I have to, I picture my mother and it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a scene where he just sees everyone in the Suicide Squad being I, his mom. I like when he's like super drunk and he's dancing and he's imagining dancing with his mom. <laughs> with all yeah, the people in the, bar, the <laughs> bar and like they just turned into his mom and, he, and you're just going like, ugh. Like this is, this got weird. Quick. This got really weird. <laughs> this got real weird real quick. Uh, but oh, yeah. we forgot my main man. King Shark? King Shark. Uh, I thought you were going to say Milton. No. Milton. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? Wait, we had a Milton. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? Is that uh, I actually didn't. I even on my in my third. Watch oh, you through, didn't catch on to it. He was, no, 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 uh, no. I on my third cat on yeah. my third watch through. I don't remember them saying his name is Milton. Right. They yeah. never establish it. That his name is But Milton. I love that Polka Dot Man got knew his it. name. Yeah, got his name. I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> He's been with us the whole time. So James Gunn does a great job at making certain things like very aware. Like he's very self-aware yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing with uh, Taserface. Oh, yes. With the entire Guardians scene, of Guardians, Galaxy 2. Guardians 2, when Taserface What's is your name? torturing, is torturing Rocket. He's like, it's Taserface. <laughs> and, he, and then Rocket's just making fun of him. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, how did you come up with Taserface? <laughs> he's like, do you shoot tasers out of your face? And he's like, no, it just sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, oh, man, this guy was just standing in front of a mirror. And he's like, you know what would sound really, really awesome? <laughs> Taserface. <laughs> And then, like, the whole time, he's like, when you kill Yondu, let him know that his demise was done by Taserface. And the girl's like... (laughs) (laughs) But it's so great to see, like, all these characters have, like, their own fun. Because, like, King Shark. King Shark is one of those characters that I felt was becoming more and more iconic thanks to the Harley Quinn show. Mm-hmm. I th- Harley, well, I I feel like it's not only the Harley Quinn show. He was he's been used very very liberally in the Flash. Yeah, he he's been, no, he's he been like but as a threat, as a threat, but also he but it's a very but he's been a very interesting threat. Yes, so, so that's what I'm saying. I think new uh, new interest 
Yes. And King Shark. So, like, the thing is, when you have characters like that, like animalistic threats, right? You think of, like, Gorilla Grodd, King Shark, Killer Croc, Man Bat. Right. You know, they're all competing. Technically, in a way, you're kind of competing for the same attention. Because who doesn't love an animal supervillain? You know, you'll have people that are like, oh, yeah, I like I like Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd's pretty great. Or, you know, I love Killer Croc. And to make King Shark that unique is kind of awesome because it puts him in a different group. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, slightly off topic. I, I forgot to tell you earlier. Uh, so you remember how we were talking about Masters of the Universe last week? Yes. Uh, so I realized why the original uh, TV show was so good. Why? Did you actually end up watching the the the, the cartoon? I I started watching the cartoon, but I also watched the uh, documentary on it. Okay. And I realized why it was so good. Do you know who used to write and draw for uh for it? Who? Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Oh, what? Wow. They used to write. They that was one of their. First How young things. were they though? That was like one of their first things in the in like the business. Oh wow! They they were like young writers. I was gonna say they would have to be like just like out of college you, and just. Do you know what he? Do you know what Paul Dini used to write? Huh. The PSAs at the end. Oh. Because because even one of them goes like, oh yeah, like I like I don't even remember because one of the head writers is like, I don't even remember writing that. <laughs> it was probably Paul. It was probably Dini who did that. Mm-hmm. Like, Dini was probably the one that was writing all of those because, like, they didn't even bother me with this. This is so crazy, man. That's crazy. Like, it's so, it still, like, boggles my mind, like, things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I go back to the whole, like, oh, yeah, James Gunn was a porn director before, or did one. <laughs> yeah. Before I, doing. I, I, but I thought that was interesting, yeah. kind of going back to, like, that. They so, Baldini and Bruce Tim, they met each other on Masters of the Universe mm-hmm. and then later came back for Batman. Years later, that's insane, man. That's actually really cool. Wow. Yeah, years later, they came back together for for Batman. what documentary is this? Uh, Masters of the Universe. It's just called Masters of yeah, the Universe. It's on Netflix. Oh, dope! It, it but it goes through the creation of He Man all the way up until the movie. It's interesting you say that. Side side topic. Uh, I, I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, you're I good. Said, said the only reason, I mean, I we're only like 30 minutes in, so yeah, it's like, fine. yeah, we're good. Um, it's it's super interesting to get like the background of these things, and it, this is like one of the reasons as to why I loved and was so like I was waiting for for Suicide Squad to come out. Was do you remember the bat behind the scenes trailer that came out like a couple months before this movie There's was a, supposed to be? There was like three or four of them. Which one? No, there was. I think it was one. It was the one where James Gunn was uh, talking to the camera, basically saying like I can't wait for you guys to see it because this is the type of movie where I had a lot of fun doing it, and you oh, know, yeah, yeah. it was like one of the first behind the scenes trailers that came I think out. It's called Guns Blazing. So, yeah, something like that. Um, when you get to see the behind the scenes of certain things, it really makes you appreciate the show a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And one of the documentaries that stuck with me heavily, uh, and I did a uh, speech on it for one of my college courses, uh, was Six Days to Air, the South Park documentary. Yeah, South, South Park documentary. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Have you ever seen it or no? No. Oh, it's, it's so good. So interesting. It's, it's so all, good. It's all about how basically they they write, produce, and, and come up with a South Park episode mm-hmm. in basically a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's five days of them procrastinating mm-hmm. and like them kind of coming up with ideas, and then one day that of them actually right. putting it together. No, that like right. it, yeah. it's so it's it, <laughs> no okay yes and no. They procrastinated two days. They did things for two days. Then they realized that that's not what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So Threw then they out. redid everything in a day and gave it to Comedy Central to air like an five. hour two. No, it wasn't. It was like it was like ten minutes to air. Yeah. Wow! It was like ten ten minutes before they were supposed to air. Like literally, they're running the tape. They're running the tape in, 
before it needs to And air. that's all of their episodes or most? No, that was the one documentary they wanted to film. They mm. usually take about like a week or two to make an episode mm. or something like that. No, but this but, is no, because they usually take a week. So they're yeah. like, this is a, this is a every day. Did they this say is, what episode that was specifically? Uh, you can see it in the documentary. Uh-huh. Uh, if you want, I can find you the episode uh-huh. so you can watch it first and yeah. then you can watch the documentary Yeah, rather, because yeah. you don't want the documentary to kind of spoil it for you and be like, oh, well, this is kind of a bad episode. Yeah. Cause it's not that bad of an episode. It's pretty mm-hmm. good, but it's not like full on like what you expect from South Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's pretty good. Um, but going back to Suicide Squad. Right. Um, characters. I. Oh, oh no! no. We lost the camera. Now we got to reposition. Oh, Brian's fault. Oh, it's still recording. Yeah, it's still fine. You're just gonna you're gonna have Brian fiddling with the camera right now, which is funny. Keep talking. Okay. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So the characters that I liked in Suicide Squad in this one, obviously, I liked Bloodsport. Bloodsport is my favorite character. I'll say that. We'll go around and say our favorite characters. I really loved Bloodsport for one main reason, is that he just grabbed his weapons from his armor. And it's just like they just you were like up. a kid dude, in a candy store. Dude, dude. That's so cool. Just, man. Every time he pulled out a gun, you're like, "Whoa, and that's like, so yeah. cool!" The, the <laughs> end part, I was I, like, "Oh, I, I was like, ah." I, but I have to admit, I feel like he had a cooler design mm-hmm. than uh, what what he, it, what's than, wrong with you? The Deadshot. No, you know what? Because okay, so there was a part. It was it was during the. Oh shoot! Did I do something wrong? Did you stop recording? No, it's fine. Okay. Uh, it was the fight during Star uh, with Starro, mm-hmm. where he flips his gun like five different times, yeah. and then flips it one more time, yeah. then pulls like four attachments from his suit uh. to put it together. Renee was literally nonstop. Oh, whoa, ooh, <laughs> oh, I loved it because <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> he's making like it's so cool. It's like starts as a pistol, and he puts an add-on. It's like gets bigger, and it's like oh, it's gonna be a machine gun. No, and then like it's Renee, like a freaking long range. Like, Renee needed to go to the restroom. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> but but no, but Bloodsport was really cool. I think yeah. he had a. But I feel like there was an actual. I feel like somebody didn't just look at a comic book mm-hmm. and then like see his costume and mm-hmm. then go cool, make that. Yeah. I feel like somebody actually like saw his costume mm-hmm. and then uh, from it and went, how does that work? Yeah, because like, in the comic books he has like a like a kind of like a utility belt around his chest, right? That does the same thing. He can form weapons from like these like cylinders and stuff that he pulls out, yeah. and it just like becomes a weapon and stuff. Yeah, they saw. I, so I guess I, I so I see what you mean. Like they saw that and they're like you know what? Let's let's put it on his armor. Because he is grabbing it from his body. He every like it's a part of his armor yeah. pieces, yes. like you said. Which well, is not dope. only that, but also I think it was one of those things of like if I was an assassin, mm-hmm. I would make it so that way it looked like they were inconspicuous pieces of my armor. Mm-hmm. So that way, if people were like, let's just say I get captured, yeah, I they wouldn't take it off me because they're just like, oh, it's a piece of my armor, yeah, and everything like that. Because he was taking it doesn't look off, like a weapon because yeah. he was taking off like pieces mm-hmm. of his like his actual like chest plate mm-hmm. and that turned into a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it underneath his arm was just like an arrow shooter. It was a slingshot. Yeah, it was, it was like a slingshot. So it was just cool. shooting arrows and stuff like that. It, there was a lot of like little tiny things where you were where it looked like so it looked like somebody on the design team saw the comic. Mm-hmm. Read a couple of issues, read some like really important issues, and then went, okay, how can we make that so that way it would work in reality mm-hmm. and everything like that. Whereas if like you were to use the same kind of concept for Deadshot in the first one, somebody saw his costume and went, the gun on his wrist is dope. <laughs> 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 and, then, 
<laughs> and then literally just gave it to him. And then yeah. they're just like, all right, cool. That, like, that's it. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, hold on. But like Deadshot has a lot of like different like gadgets. Yeah. And he has a lot of like really cool things and everything else. And like, I think there's like a comic book where like Deadshot shoots a bullet at like a wall, uh-huh. ricochets, hits another wall, ricochets, 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 mm-hmm. and then hits somebody in like a skyscraper, yeah. like across the, across the city. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, like he never misses. Mm-hmm. Like it, he's, he's basically bullseye. Mm-hmm. And they're all the same character, but one does it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> words by John Cena. Like they do it like their own finesse. I yeah, guess, yeah. And I, I just think that would have been that's really interesting. But I like the idea that they actually gave Bloodsport a, a real backstory, and they gave him real stakes, and they gave him everything else. And yeah. I, 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 I agree with you. I really it was a second it. revival of uh, Deadshot. Right. It was. Yeah. yeah. How do we? How do we redo Deadshot? Without Will Smith. Without using Deadshot. Yeah, using <laughs> like, Deadshot. And then somebody probably, you know, wikied what other hero uses guns and can Assassin, assassin with the DC superhero DC supervillain yeah, that assassin. doesn't miss assassin. <laughs> okay, we can't Everything use Slade. Like bullseye we can't on. use, you know. Can't use Slade. Can't use Deadshot. We got Peacemaker and we got, uh, was Blood, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. She's using both. She's using both. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I honestly, I really liked Ratcatcher too. What are I, you looking at? Nothing. Porn? I'm looking at my comic. Oh, <laughs> I mean, technically, porn at this point. Yeah. He's, he's looking at peace. He said Peacemaker. He just looks at it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Ratcatcher 2, your favorite. I actually really liked Ratcatcher 2. Ratcatcher 2 was good. Yeah. I feel like Ratcatcher 2. I see. This is how he, sorry, this is how he originally looked. Bloodsport. Just a giant macho dude. He just had like a like a when he, headband that's when, on and stuff. That's when, he, that's when he shoots Superman. Yeah, that's when he shot Superman. Put him in the SCU. <laughs> Anyways, go on. So Ratcatcher 2? I see you. I see you. SAU? SAU? Why did it say SAU? SAU? Why did it say SAU? I have no idea. SAU? 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 I see you. I see you. I see you. Do you see me? I see you. But I don't see you. Don't you work in a hospital? Yeah. It's 11 p.m., buddy. About to be midnight in 12 minutes. Your day job is in a hospital. Yeah, I've also been awake since 5 a.m. So have everybody else. Have you? Yeah, like eight. That's not the point. (laughs) (laughs) Suicide Squad. (laughs) Suicide Squad. (laughs) Ratcatcher 2 and Taika Waititi. No, I I, I really liked uh, Ratcatcher 2. You uh, mean Ratatouille? Yeah, Ratatouille. (laughs) I I really appreciated her because she actually had the... She had kind of like the sensibilities of a child. She had the most heart. She had the most heart in the movie. And I'm really happy that they didn't just go like, oh, she's like the nicest thing. We should just murder her. Mm Mm-hmm. We should actually give her like a nice little arc. Was there else. a reason as to why she always sleeps? I I I just thought she took on the characteristics of a rat. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. That like makes she sense. just took the characteristics of a rat. Like she'll eat she'll she'll eat anything. She sleeps all the time. So like you that. like Ratcatcher too, but did you like Sebastian? I actually really liked the Sebastian. Sebastian like was the whole great. like I liked that whole Sebastian thing. I really loved the Taika Waititi. Taika White Titty. Taika White Taika White Titty. White Titty. White Titty. Maybe it is late. So I like that. I liked. I liked the cameo because I. I remember seeing it with you guys, and I thought it was. I. I liked the idea that they showed Taika, and then you both went. 
wait, was that Tiger? And I went, yeah. <laughs> you both went, wow, what a middle finger to, what a middle finger to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Just like one of your greatest directors. And yeah. he's just a silly cameo. He's just like, a <laughs> yeah. ca- he's like, he doesn't even have a line. So, yeah. to, yeah. sorry, go on. Go on no, no, I was just agreeing. So to me, it's funny because I don't think people recognize it's Taika Waititi unless it's announced that it's Taika Waititi. Yeah. But I think it was announced that he was going to be in this movie somehow. It's, it's also in the beginning credits. Yeah. So, because but that's, you're not looking at those. No. That's another thing. I, so yeah. for me, I was introduced <laughs> I to Taika because of uh, Bishop, one of our buddies. Mm-hmm. He was the one that showed me uh, what we do in the shadows. Yes. And good movie. Yeah, great movie. He w- he directed it and he mm-hmm. was in it. Then from there on, he basically did. I think his next big or his big break was Ragnarok. Right, and he played Korg. No, or what did he do before? He did the. He, he did, had to do one more movie. He did one more movie before. It was that. a. It was the Dracula one, wasn't it? It was the one where he was a vampire. That was what we do in the shadows. That was his first one. That was so his first one. The, so what we do in the shadows? Then he has like another movie in between that. He has at least two movies in yeah. between. But they were they were like indie small films. That's why his like his his big shot was Ragnarok. Yeah, I think I think his biggest movie was Ragnarok at the time. Yeah, but he was Korg in Ragnarok, and then he did Jojo Rabbit, which he played Hitler, <laughs> which was great. Yeah. He did he did a great he did a great job with that movie. Yeah, it was really it was it, it, I I still can't believe you were crying when Hitler died. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna so Brian Brian just couldn't stop screaming. At stop the, at the screen. Why Hitler? Why? Stop. Okay, so he's done. Um, <laughs> He's done a couple episodes of Flight of the Concours. Yeah, yeah, I think um, that was like another thing. And he was like really big. He on. was did the In Betweeners. That was another thing that he did. But he's starred in like his movies. He's always yeah. been a part of his movies. But he's done a really good job disguising himself as like so, a different person. So what we did in the shadows came out in 2014, and then Thor Ragnarok was released three years later. Yeah. So he yeah. So what we did in the shadows. Put him like, out there. Yeah, that was that was kind of like his big. That mm-hmm. was like his, I couldn't tell it was Taika. And, and, and he directed those um, Team Thor shorts that Marvel put out. Yeah. During Civil War, he directed both of those ones. But yeah, that was. I, I, but I, I I thought when they did those, those were proof of concepts. Uh. No, like when they first uh, did. Them, oh yeah, yeah. Like they were proof of concepts, mm-hmm. basically saying like, Hemsworth's funny. <laughs> Like I don't think you guys understand Hemsworth's funny, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then like they they filmed those and like they went look look how hilarious he can be yeah and, so and you get all that so to I'll be honest like Ratcatcher two for me was good I enjoyed her presence because she brought a very wholesome like ideology to the movie the only thing that got me really nervous was Sebastian. Because I was like, like, like you guys said, no one is safe in this movie. The last thing I want to see is a cute little rat getting squashed. It, it was the, it was the, it was the backpack, huh? It was, it the, was the little vest, dude. It was a little, yeah. it was a little, a little vest. Little vest. Yeah. Like, it's cute, dude. He tried. He brought I, a pretty leaf. He I brought was, a pretty leaf. Why as would a I gift. want a leaf? <laughs> <laughs> That was great too to find out that Bloodsport had a little thing for rats. Yeah, rats. He, he had a little. Why fear. was this not disclosed? I'm an assassin. <laughs> I'm an assassin. Why would I gonna... tell you my weaknesses? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I just, I, I, I really loved the idea of the of like this like elite team of like just computer nerds. That are like researching these villains. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah, like these villains are they're mad killers. Mm-hmm. And they didn't find out like the basics about them. Yeah. Like they were just like, yeah, like they like what they can't ra- do and stuff like that. Yeah, like this yeah. is the rap sheet and yeah. everything else. Like that's all we need to know. And then they and but it's really interesting because 
Gun kind of focused on that, and it was like you only know the surface level of these villains. Yeah, like it was a nice little metaphor of mm-hmm. like you only know the bare minimum. Yeah, about them, you only know that yes, they were they're trained assassin, mm-hmm. they're this, they're whatever it is. You don't know anything about them, and so like the very beginning of Weasel mm-hmm. drowning. Yeah, oh, it's so one of the. <laughs> <Check> fun- <laughs> did, did anybody yeah. check if the weasel could swim? Yeah, and then literally Waller like staring at. <laughs> Yeah. All of them, and then them staring back, going, "Oops!" <laughs> like <laughs> it's just quiet, and you just hear the. You just hear where he's going. Ah, ah, he, as he drowns. Just, yeah. Just next scene. It's, it's, it's really, it's really great, so and I really enjoyed all of. The, I really enjoyed all the characters. I, I, I don't think that there was a single character that was misused or that would like I, I wouldn't have put in the movie or anything like that. I mean, even the javelin. Yeah. Like I love that scene with him and Harley, and it's take his javelin, take his javelin yeah. and carry it, and then he dies. Yeah, and, and do then, what with it? And then she, <laughs> but she puts her slide. hand on it, yeah. like like she's gonna kiss him, and then she starts to slap him, yeah. going like, "Fuck, who am I carrying it for?" And then like everybody surrounds yeah. him, surrounds her, and she's just like, "He's a, like." He didn't tell me yeah. who I was supposed to be carrying this thing for. <laughs> the best funny part, next funny part after that was the one I still love is when they try to get Rick Flag from whatever camp that he's at. One of the f- <laughs> so funny. And they're just straight up just killing everyone that's in that camp. Right. And then once they get to Rick, he's laughing and just talking to like the leader. And he's just like, what are you guys doing here? And he goes, well, Waller told doing? us you were captured, so we're here to get you. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm just talking to her, you know, and her freedom fighters are, you know. They're fighting against like, the government. They're like, like, huh? Oh. <laughs> she oh. goes, why Why wasn't I notified you guys were here? He goes, uh, by my people. Oh, there were people in this camp? Yeah, they're like, I, I, I didn't see anyone. He spit out a finger. Yeah. <laughs> no, he spit out a. Uh, it was it a was finger a, no, with a, a ring. No, it wasn't. It was a crock tooth. It's like a, it, it was like a. It's like a necklace. I thought it was a finger. No, it's a it's like a it's like a shark tooth or something like that. But it has like a little like embroidery on it. I guess mm-hmm. I gotta watch it again. Gotta, gotta watch it Speaking again. about King Shark, that's my favorite character. That's, that's my favorite. favorite. That's my yeah. favorite. You you were so upset when you thought he died because the, he was by those great. Little bloop bloops. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm a sucker. Look, kill. you put an animal in a movie and it's like adorable. I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> I may be angry on the podcast all the yeah. time, but I freaking love animals in movies. I I just think it's so. I loved the scene in the very beginning of King Shark basically trying to murder Ratcatcher. Oh yeah, where he's just trying to eat her because he's hungry. <laughs> and then she's hungry. Like, yeah. And it's like oh oh he wouldn't do that look at his eyes <laughs> the rat the rat tells her like no he was no, trying to like, eat you was like no he's trying to eat bastard. you <laughs> do you have to bleep that out no yeah. oh <laughs> yeah he's, uh, i'm not gonna bleep it out because you said it no because technically not because that's as bad. the way it works around here technically bastard isn't a cuss word it no, isn't it is now <laughs> says who Putting it on the list. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna send it to Words YouTube. Words he can't say on the show. He's gonna send it to YouTube. Be like, have a like a four page essay of why <laughs> why that word is a bad word. That's and then just next thing you know, I know he's gonna say. Then we're gonna get demonetized. <laughs> right? We don't even make money on these videos, so why would he get demonetized? No, it's no, just to spite me. Yeah, That's all he does it for. Well, at this point, we'd owe them money. Uh, <laughs> 
No, but King oh, Shark was negative, so bad the negative that dollars we, were making. We lost money from putting your video up. That's what happened. So you owe us, you owe us $150. Us. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think that, that uh, King Shark is a really interesting character. And I love the idea. Because I originally thought that the scientist that the which uh, the the one guy that's behind the chair that says like oh yeah the kaiju oh I, yeah a lot of people were saying like oh yeah that guy was gonna turn into king shark and i don't know oh why. no he was doing the yeah because he was doing the 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 body capture for that yeah cause oh guy, was he really yeah he, that, i saw i saw a set photo and he was in that suit with like the yeah. things on and everything oh. so what everybody thought was that he was gonna turn into king shark and that he was doing the body capture <laughs> mm-hmm. because of that uh-huh and then you find out, no, it's just, he's, they just found a, a shark. It's yeah. like a person that talks like Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Born from a shark god yeah. somewhere. Yeah, apparently he's like part of a shark god. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's been around for just, a while. The thing is, it's like you can make a stupid character. Like he, he was stupid. Like, yeah, let's be real. He was 100% dumb. Yeah. Right? But he wasn't obnoxiously dumb. No. He was, like, useful. Yeah. He he was really useful. Uh, but, I, but the thing is that I feel like he was this... He was the suicide gr- version of Groot. Yeah. Yes. So, because you needed somebody that had, like, a childlike wonder mm-hmm. that you can do funny gags with. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, the uh, when they're going to go save Harley... Mm-hmm. It's one of the funniest things where they're all going like, yeah. I don't see anything. Oh, uh, what was it? Like, it's clear. Oh, I got my Harley. eyes on the one person in the building. It's a woman picking up the phone. <laughs> it's a woman like answering a phone. And then, uh, what was it? And then like, you just see King Shark and he goes, bird. <laughs> now wait, get off the comms. <laughs> um, but besides, I think honestly, if it, like uh, animals aside, uh, Peacemaker was just a fantastic character as well. No, I can, I totally understand why Peacemaker is getting his own show. Yeah. I totally get it. Like, John Cena, I feel, and this is the reason why I feel like John Cena stole the Peacemaker outfit and he's just been wearing it in everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, in all the press. Have you seen it? No. In all, in all the press interviews, he's wearing the suit. He's Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing Peacemaker's outfit and they even asked him, too, like, how do you, like, how do you feel being peacemaker? And he goes, "I love it. <laughs> I kill women, children, anyone just to get keep, it's just to keep so, peace. Keep peace. Yeah. But I thought it was so funny because he even talked about it with uh, James Gunn there, and then there were, he was like, "Oh yeah, like you know, it's real nice. You know, you wear the suit, you feel real good. They don't ask for a back, especially when you keep on wearing it when you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually they just stop asking. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on to the production aspect of this movie. The, um, the one thing I really wanted to talk about for the production, though, uh-huh. is the fact that James Gunn said that this is the one movie, this is the most expensive movie that he's ever made, the largest movie this, that he's ever made, which is which is amazing considered, considering he made Guardians. Yeah. And Guardians 2, which is actually, if you think about it, very small movies. Guardians? Well, at the time, yeah, because they didn't want It's wanna... only five sets. Yeah. It's five sets or six. So that's the thing is that I felt like with Suicide Squad, Warner Brothers took a bigger risk because they, oh, they yeah. were willing to throw more money at this and use James Gunn the way he wanted to be used right? to make a movie that they knew was going to succeed. Like they looked yeah. at the possibility of like the success and said, Oh, if it's like 80% chance we're going to make our profit at, or we're going to make what we spent and more, they gambled and they gambled well. But is it a gamble when you have James Gunn behind the wheel? Yes. It, 
But no. Knowing what happened with him, in a way, yes. Because that's the thing is that you can't just look at a director and see only his successes. Like, James Gunn, the way I see, didn't have an identity or a proper identity until Guardians put him on the map. Right? So that's the thing is... I, I always knew James Gunn from Slither. Okay, yeah, I, which I was like, was it a B a B rated film? Yeah, a B rated horror film. I, I knew I knew him from all the B rated horror films I've used. To exactly. So then you look at Guardians, and that's the thing is that when you look at a director and the movies that make them, when they start to diverge or kind of like try something a little bit different, sometimes you don't get you know a good success. Um, Edgar Wright, who's one of my favorite directors, when you think of Edgar Wright, a lot of the movies that most people know him for are the uh, Simon Pegg trilogy movies. The Cornello films. Yeah. So that's where he kind of got his like his popular hits. Then he did Scott Pilgrim and Scott Pilgrim was, you know, a hard, hard turn from what he was used to. Right. Right. Because that movie was like an ode to like like pop culture and video video games games and comics Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, you know, he was even saying that when he wanted to do the animation for the pow, wham, bam, all those things, those were hand drawn and then integrated in the film. Right. Then you look at Baby Driver and when he talks about it, he's like, oh, yeah, Baby Driver was a note to music and action sequences that go with it. He wanted to make sure that um, the action sequences match the beat of the music. And in the the Directors Guild uh, podcast that I was listening to, he was talking about Baby Driver. And in that movie, fun little fact, there's a sequence where he runs out of music. It's the sequence where he gets into a car and then rewinds the podcast or rewinds his iPod yes. to restart the music. That sequence, he said that when he was storyboarding it, he ran out of music. So instead of adding more another song to that list, he just rewinded the music uh, and then started from that point cool. again, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. But it's clever. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is that, you know, he, he went somewhere else and it worked. James Gunn went from making Guardians, which was a fun, very quirky, fun, safe family movie to Suicide Squad, which is essentially a Guardians movie. But unhinged. I feel like Suicide Squad is, you're right, it is a Guardians movie that is unhinged. I feel like it's the, it's the Guardians movie he's always wanted to make. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's and like R Or just like a comic book movie. He's like com- I feel like this is the comic book movie he's always wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's it's unhinged, I can kind of do whatever I want. Yeah. I can kill whoever I want. Yeah. I don't really need to worry about what comes next mm-hmm. after this movie. Because when you think about it, with all of those, when you think about like all the villains that are there, it kind of makes you think, wow, there's been a lot of things that are happening. And there has to be way more, way more heroes mm-hmm. that are out inside of the DC world mm-hmm. if this many villains are walking around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I highly doubt, I mean, it's possible Superman just captured everybody. But, I mean, I think it'd be really a lot more interesting. See, because I really wanted the same thing that they did in the first Suicide Squad, because I really did like that, where it was like how they got captured. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh yeah, C- Captain Boomerang, like you see him robbing a bank, and then you just see like the Flash just mm-hmm. run in and then push him. Mm-hmm. And then he's captured. And it's like, Gabio, oh, okay. Di- or Diablo sets up or lights a house on fire. Yeah. Kills like a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked that kind of stuff. But I also I understand not putting it in either, because sometimes you saw some of like the things that they had done, and it made it really hard no matter like how far, like how likable the character yeah. was to kind of forgive what they did. Because it's one thing to say, oh yeah, I, you know, I murdered 26 children. It's another mm. thing to show a weasel 
murdering 26 children. Yeah, and that's the thing is that you can add violence to a movie and make it funny, but it is a big gamble to do so because sometimes violence is just way too much. Mm-hmm. It's just, are you trying to connect it? Don't tell me that your phone's about to die. It's at 3%. It's at 3%? There we go. I, I, saw, I saw it right now, and I was like, oh, it's at 3%. I should probably plug that <laughs> oh in. Oh, my God. Maybe we should plug that in. Plug yeah, it in. Let me see how much is mine at. Oh, now you got Brian. I'm worried. at 6%. Okay. I have another charger. <laughs> so I'm going to be stepping out. So go ahead, I go don't ahead. think you can reach it from here. It's I fine. have a long. No, you can just plug it in right there. and then. Oh, dope. Okay, well, you find that. Um, so going back to the uh, the production aspect of it. You can add violence into a movie and try to make it funny, but yes. when it's over-exaggerated and way too much, it ruins the atmosphere of it. And that's what I'm saying where it like he, he didn't play it safe and it worked out for him. Because when you right. make an unhinged Guardians of the Galaxy, if it's way too violent and it's just too much to handle and it's not done properly, you can mess up the movie. Yeah, but I, I Here feel... Here taste, it was tasteful. Yeah, but also... I, I wouldn't expect that from Gunn. Like, I, I honestly do not expect Gunn to go like, oh, yeah, we're just going to put a lot of gratuitous violence and have absolutely no story that goes along with it. Because mm-hmm. that makes no sense. Gunn, that's, not the way he, that's not the way he directs. No, it isn't. It isn't. And uh, do you want me to – you can go ahead and sit down. I can plug it in. Yeah, go for it. Keep talking. Keep talking. Someone's talking. So, anyway, <laughs> so, well, the main the main thing I, re- I besides that the main thing I really wanted to talk about was the way that Gun actually is shot. It, is that the right charger? Yes. Okay. Uh, is the way that Gun actually shot the movie though? I thought that was really interesting because it was the first time that it was shot with uh, red cameras. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a specific type of camera. Very. Snyder did that with Army of the Dead. Yeah, but the thing is that I really liked these because the 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 like the way that they actually put them in is like basically it's in like a 360 ball mm-hmm. that spins and like that entire shot where uh, uh what was it it's looking at savant and it's upside down and then the camera flips right side up and then just keeps on like and then the, the shot continues that's an actual one shot mm-hmm. um and gun was even saying he goes i he goes the cool thing about the movie is that it feels like the movie is always getting pushed forward not only by the action but the camera itself is always moving yeah mm-hmm. and that really does help kind of push the movie forward push the action forward it makes you feel like you're in the room if we're gonna talk about like the camera and the way this was filmed and stuff like that james gunn matured here i think that this is the movie that defined and maybe you guys can disagree with me or agree with me but this is the movie that will define james gunn's filming style for the next couple of years i agree with that because we got we have like those because that's the thing is that a lot of filmmakers have their own style of filming like Zack snyder okay i'll I'll even give you this jj abrams yeah more recently has lens flare like we always meme that right michael bay explosions and giant action sequences and stuff quentin tarantino feet feet James Cameron is the expansive <laughs> epic no, I, adventure. I, I, I would say uh, Tarantino is more of like the excessive blood. Yeah, uh, nut shots and head explosions. <laughs> no, gratuitous violence. He likes to do it where it's just it's yeah it's like very gritty violence, but also done in a way where it's it's so it's so gritty and so over the top. Yeah, that even somebody who like doesn't like gore mm-hmm. would know. That's not real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, in, in like in your in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then James Cameron is the big giant adventure epic that you're going to like right. look into Avatar, Titanic, like I'm, all these things. I'm Aliens. Telling, I'm telling you right now. He who shall not be named. Make I, you feel smart when you're not. I feel that when. 
<laughs> I feel that Guardians 3 will look more like Suicide Squad when it's done. Or... No, I, can, no uh, I see that. No, I see that. Yeah. I, no, I, but I mean like the motion of camera. Camera oh, okay, and then okay. like transitions where well, yeah, it's this the is, environment yeah. and stuff. That's know? what I'm saying. This is his, this is his mature... Be, this yeah. is his, like his... James, James Gunn has a style, but it's not towards the way he... Films a movie, it's a way he writes a movie. Exactly. Let me ask you. He he played around with time. Let me ask you this. That's not something he normally does in a movie. Will Guardians 3 have more practical effects or will it still all be like. I I feel like it is going to have more practical effects because this movie had a lot of practical. It did. Mm -hmm. And that it it didn't use. I mean, there's still a lot of like green screen and, you know, additions to stuff in the background because not all of that was, you know, practical, Mm -hmm. but it felt organic, Mm -hmm. unlike Guardians. But that's, but that's not something. That's not something new. Like I know that in Guardians One, the scene where uh, Quill is trying to save Gamora—that's a practical effect. That um, is a practical effect. But like when you, th- I think they're in water. Yeah, mm-hmm. he filmed it in water, and then they digitally removed the air bubbles. Mm-hmm. Mm. But what I'm saying is like, okay, like I get, I get it. Guardians takes place in space, and there's no way they're gonna film up there. Mm-hmm. But you know, like what I mean is that. You never know. Never <laughs> you know. don't know what's real. What's Elon Musk sends him in space. <laughs> Justin in space. Lin. No, because Justin Lin beat him, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Justin <laughs> Lin did beat him. Oh, God. Um, but God, what I mean is that, like, so Guardians much. didn't feel organic. It didn't feel like a lot of, like, his filming style was very, you know, digital. It was felt very, it felt very CGI, very kind of, like, fake, I guess. Not that that's a bad thing, but it, it just didn't feel like. In no way, shape, or form could this be real. Exactly. Whereas this one, even though it, a lot of it, a lot of it was fake, you can tell that there was a lot of practicality in it. The set designs felt organic. The filming was very organic. The oh, shots yeah. were very organic. Even like some artful stuff, where uh, the sequence right before they get to the building mm-hmm. that they were going to blow up, we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Like it was a high contrast mm-hmm. white. And as they're walking yeah. in the rain, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is wallpaper worthy. Then yeah. King Shark rips someone in half yeah. and the lightning strikes. You're like, we didn't need none of that. Mm-hmm. No one needed that. Mm-hmm. But we got it. And it was a beautiful shot. That and also, I, I uh, honestly, I actually really like this shot with Harley and the flowers behind her. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's a beautiful shot as well. And then after she's like right about to exit the building, the birds, the little animated like snow white birds started flying yeah. all over but that, the place. But, the, but that's what I mean, because those showed up in uh, Harley in the Birds of Prey. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, the he he kept uh, continuity there. He did. Yeah, well, he, because he's, he's pulling from and I feel like that's a lot of the Marvel stuff. That, yeah, that, that that comes from Marvel. That technically, comes, it's in the same timeline, but it isn't in the timeline, but it technically is. It is. It's it's in the timeline. It technically takes place. I, I think this takes place after birds. Yeah, because we were talking about this, right, Renee, with the, her back tattoo says property of and it's nobody. a skull, but it's a nobody. Yeah, no one. That was from Birds of Prey, I believe. Well, because right? the, the back tattoo, the back tattoo is from the first one. Yeah, it's, it is on her in the first one, but it just says property of and then it says the and skull then, and then of the Joker. The, it's the skull of the Joker. And then after Joker breaks up with her for Birds of Prey, then she puts the property of no one. Yeah. And then that's when she becomes like that Uber, you know, um, you know, free for all character for all that's character yeah and they really bring like. that up in this movie as well like James Gunn doesn't forget about that because when she is proposed to whatever this president or you know the 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 dude you know I forget his name 
he he's not, he's not in the movie very long. Yeah, he's not. He's just it's the it's El kinda, Presidente. Yeah, yeah he's whatever Presidente. he is. But like he There's like a lot of El Presidente. <laughs> he kind of like presents this idea that he has and all this stuff. Turns around, gets shot, and then she gives this entire speech like, you know, I told myself that after I dated, technically, we all know it's a Joker that if I have a boyfriend or something with and red has, flags, and he has a couple I, of red flags, I wouldn't just let him walk away. I, and just shoot I do the healthy thing. And murder him. <laughs> but I, 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 I like her talking to herself. What's well, technically talking to him, but talking to herself. And she even and she has this great explanation of uh, what was it? And she had and if he has red flags, and I have to admit, killing children, it's a big red flag. Yeah, and I know <laughs> that's where pro- you draw the line. And and I know what you're probably thinking. Why, Harley, if you have such a red flag, why don't you just leave? And it's like, because men who have such huge red flags have a tendency of destroying everything around them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's so good. Like, that's such great storytelling because it's taking everything that she's learned. This character has learned so much from from Suicide Squad 1 through Birds of Prey to Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Where it's like, I understand that I could just leave you alone like I did Mr. J, mm-hmm. but you're so dangerous. You're so bloodthirsty and will do anything for power yeah. that I have to kill you now. To me, if, to save everyone else. It feels like like how you kind of said it was like if James Gunn wrote Harley Quinn really well, where it was, it, you felt like watching Suicide Squad and then watching Birds of Prey. And then you're watching Suicide, this Suicide Squad movie. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, The Suicide Squad. You're watching this one, and you're like, well, okay, I feels like it was kind of worth it. Like, I've watched those movies. It didn't you feel like a waste. Then, yeah, it didn't feel like I did not need to not watch those movies. This didn't feel like X-Men 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, where they kept just, like, threw away those movies. And yeah, stuff. because, honestly, I, I do like the idea, because even Boomerang uh, mm-hmm. is, is very, like, self-centered, doesn't mm-hmm. want to talk to anybody or anything like yeah. that, doesn't really care. And the fact that him and Harley have this, like, camaraderie mm-hmm. where it's like oh yeah hey harley like like you're back in prison mm. like what What? how did you get here yeah and everything else and that's really interesting uh captain but, boomerang was in the first one right yes, yes. he is he do you not remember the first one at all do you really expect I me to remember that one i, I do look you? andy andy <laughs> showed me a, a facebook memory uh did that five years ago on this day yeah. we went to go watch the first the mm. the suicide squad yeah. movie. did you really yeah which is weird i'm like huh this is kind of weird yeah. but i remember because she also showed me the facebook post that i posted and i'm like eh, it's all right i didn't think it was like okay yeah I think it was better than I think it said it was better than BBS or something like that. I, I like I, I remember my first initial reaction after walking out for the first Suicide Squad movie. And I was legitly kind of like the same way after BVS right away was that I was just numb. And I was like, was it good? <laughs> Did I but like it? it? Yeah, I know. I'm like, but it wasn't great. Yeah. But I I didn't enjoy it. I but was, it's like I, I was I was bored. Yeah. yeah. I was bored. I was bored. I think I fell asleep. <laughs> but I'm like 90% sure. I, fell asleep. I hardly fell asleep in movies, but the first time I fell asleep in a movie was, I think it was Transformers The Last Night. Dude, the I same one Andy that. fell asleep. <laughs> the I one with the T Rex, right? The, uh, the no, that was the one where they're trying to bring, Opt- resurrect Isn't that uh, Optimus Unicron. Prime is evil? Huh? Optimus Prime is like evil in that nah. one? <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Trying yeah. To remember Transformers. Yeah. Honestly, that was I, the second movie Mark Wahlberg was in. I'm not okay. going yeah. I'm, I'm to lie. 
I remember falling asleep in that movie. Uh-huh. I woke up and Optimus Prime was trying to kill Bumblebee, and I'm like, I missed a lot. <laughs> 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 like, there's, I, there's some context. Yeah, there's here. a lot of context that I missed. I think uh, the only movie I fell asleep in was uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Tron. The what? new one, legacy. Yeah, but it wasn't because the more was the movie was boring. It was because I was really tired. Well, that's not. That no, no, count. And that doesn't it, count. It doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. I, yeah. But that's that the only count. movie I've. Oh, slept, oh, that's the I've only. Slept, movie I was sleeping yet yeah, because I was the really theater. tired. Yeah. And even though Tron's a really good movie, it's very dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it's a. It's it's wordy. Yeah, it's very, absolutely. It's very, it's very wordy for a kids movie. That's that's a very. I finally showed Andy all of Tron. Cause we she's, both of them, both of them, and she's the never, show, and not the not the not the animated show. Oh, okay, Tron, yeah. the Tron animated show is good. Yeah, Elijah sure. Wood is the voice. I've heard, I've heard it was really good. Yeah, it's it's actually really, it takes, it's like before Legacy. We just need another Tron movie. I'm in this boat where Tron Three <laughs> needs to happen. They've, it's been in like the works. For it's like, been no, in they've said, don't lie to me because this is what I've heard. What? It's been in the works, then oh, it hasn't. Man. Then Disney said we're canning it. Then they said, but don't give up hope, guys. It's still somewhat there. It's then the director came out and said, listen. We're making it. It's going to happen. Then Disney said, don't listen to them. No, it's- There's not a possibility. Then they came out and there was supposedly a rumor that music for Tron 3 was happening. Then that got thrown out the window. And now it's present time and we're saying Tron 3 could possibly happen, but we all know that it's not going to well, happen. Well, no, it's the Until same- the year 2025. It's the same thing with before the first, before Wonder Woman came out, it was the same thing too, where it was like- Wonder Woman was always in development hell. It was it was always kind of like, oh no, we're gonna do a Wonder Woman movie. Nothing. So you're telling yeah, me that yeah. there's still hope. There's still hope. Well, yeah, yeah, don't lie to me. I think, uh, <laughs> don't don't give me. Don't do hope. that. Well, <laughs> I mean, to, to just go full full circle on that, uh, Joss Whedon, I think, pinned a uh, Wonder Woman movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. How he, did that work out? He didn't get made. Exactly. <laughs> Never happened. Joss Whedon pins a Tron three movie. No, it's over. It's definitely done. Didn't, definitely didn't get made. I I think it was because it, it focused a lot more on the bondage <laughs> aspect. I just thought of something. What? Yeah. <laughs> Share with the group. Tron three, directed by Christopher. Shut Green. up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making everyone's ears bleed. <laughs> You That's the joke. fear you have now. No. Dude, if Tron 3 gets directed by Christopher <laughs> Nolan, I swear, dude, I'll watch it. <laughs> but I'm going to be like... You know I'm going to watch it. You know I'm... <laughs> no, you know it's not I'm, a question. Yes, <laughs> I have to watch it. Like, there's like that's the thing is that you can't tell me, oh, you can't watch it because you don't like Christopher Nolan. And again, I don't... It's not that I don't like him. You do. It's just I gave my explanation on Facebook... I feel like I this just, is. I, I feel like Christopher Nolan is the girl that keeps cheating on you. And, no, and she keeps calling you over to have sex with her, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but the booty is good. But the booty's good. I, I can deal with it because the booty is good. With that image in my mind. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> what did you have to say? Why you spoke it into existence? Because it came into my head and I was Produced by Christopher Nolan. You said share with the group. It's true. You did, <laughs> you did. You did say that. Um, well, it's not a Warner Brothers film, so it won't happen. That's, That's true. true. So, um, oh, I got... Oh, now my head hurts, dude. It's fine, <laughs> If it happens, oh, like Christopher Nolan's like, eh, Warner Brothers isn't a good company to work for. I'm going to go taking, to Disney. I'm taking my production company and we're going to... Disney now. We're going to go to Disney. <laughs> what movie are you making? Tron 3. They gave but except me, he's not going to call it Tron 3. He's going to call options. it Light Bikes. So, I have a question. What did you guys just... to? Kind of go back to the topic <laughs> and to get pat, away from Christopher Nolan. Backpedal, backpedal yeah, back. Uh, what was it? What did you guys think of the villain? Starro. 
Uh, would you consider Starro the villain, though? I consider more... They're all villains. Because I consider... I consider <laughs> the real villain was you all along. I mean... Think, it was the viewer. Because I feel like it was more of the... The thinker. The, the, the thinker is, is kind of like the villain. Mm-hmm. I think that it's also the, the mayor that becomes oh, yeah. president. Like, I feel the like general? there was... I feel... Because I actually really liked the idea that it was a human villain. Mm-hmm. That didn't understand what he's messing with. Yes, like sure. I didn't. I don't understand the creature that is inside of the tower. But and I know it's it's like a it's like a weapon. It's of a mass weapon. Destruction. It's definitely yeah. a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. I can threaten to release it onto the world, mm-hmm. and this will give me more power. So I want to kind of throw a hot take and say that this movie didn't technically have a villain. And again, easy answer. Yeah, they're all villains, but it's more along the lines of like who had the yeah exactly who had the redemption because in a way certain characters had redemptions like king shark was a dumb villain and he became useful rat catcher came from nothing became something right. polka dot man you know experimented to become a superhero became a superhero dead blood sport not a dad kind of crappy then became then his daughter became proud of him like all these characters had redemptions. The thinker didn't have one because he was a piece of crap. Yeah, point and simple. Scientist. And well, Starro I mean, was just a catalyst. He, he definitely had a redemption against yeah. the wall. <laughs> Dang. Oh, oh sorry, so, against the glass pane or whatever, I'm a piece so, of glass. I'm, I'm so thank you, Brian. I, I I wanted to pitch you that. I wanted to pitch a joke and. That I, and you I just I, swung I, at it and hit it out of the park. Home run. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, I hope he hits it. Wow, I, hope he, I hope he hits it. <laughs> Good one. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, because Star totally, was a catalyst. I feel like Star was a catalyst, but also Star is like a victim. Yeah. I, I, especially with the, his last words. Yeah. Of I was so it was so peaceful when I was staring at the stars, mm-hmm. and it's like oh. Like Starro wouldn't be doing. Like Starro wanted to be in the world, like, but Starro was kind of confusing because even James Gunn referred to him as Starro the Conqueror, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, so if he was so peaceful among the stars, is that some BS lie you're trying to get us to like believe? Because I, you came here, like I get it, you you were captured and experimented on and tortured for thirty years or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then I, you say the city is mine and all this other stuff, and even Gunn refers to you as a conqueror. Then the last line you say before you die is, "Oh, I was at peace, staring at the stars." Okay, I, like I feel like that was a, that was that wasn't Starro who gave himself that name, though. It was the. I think it was. I I do think it was the Thinker because mm-hmm. Thinker says, "I call him Starro the Conqueror." Ah, I see. And I feel, and I feel like it was because of his abilities, and because he looks like a starfish, <laughs> that he called him Starro the Conqueror. So, because if Starro wanted to conquer an entire country, it would probably could. take him like an afternoon. Yeah, yeah, he could. And then, like, what he would control it the whole world by a week, basically, unless the Justice yeah. League steps in. Yeah, yeah, unless the Justice, unless you capture the Justice League mm-hmm. as well. But and he would get bigger. The thing is, he gets bigger and bigger the more people he controls. Exactly. Right. So, how big would he be if he controlled the whole planet? Uh, the size of the planet. And he would just basically like float off. <laughs> just yeah. like Who played Starro? Patrick Star. <laughs> Immediately, as soon as I saw no, Starro so in his full I'm shape, Patrick. I just thought of Patrick. <laughs> no, this is Patrick. 
no, but I, I honestly think that uh, the one line that sticks with me, uh, and it stuck with me ever since last year with uh, DC's Fandom, the first one. I forget who it was that was talking about this. Who's the uh, who's the head of DC? Something Lee? Jim Lee? Jim Lee? Yeah. I think it was him that was mentioning it or that said it. Hmm. That villains are just could be just misunderstood heroes. Yeah, and I think exactly. Gunn perfectly captured this. Like, if like final thoughts before we move on to the last one. If you guys have anything, well, I mean, to, if you think about say. it, that's technically what Yondu is. Yeah, he's a in misunderstood Guardians. villain. Yeah, he's a, he's a villain or misunderstood hero. Yeah, he's a misunderstood hero in Guardians One and Two because mm-hmm. Yondu is kind of a villain. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he's a thief. He uh, kidnapped Quill. Everything, like he's not a great person. No. Yeah. But, but he had good intentions. But he has great intentions. He's a dad. Yeah, he is. He where it's like. Oh, I, sorry. He's not his dad. He was his daddy. He may have been, been your father, father but, but I'm mean, definitely your daddy. He wasn't, <laughs> wasn't your daddy. <laughs> Call me daddy now. <laughs> God, uh, dark. But like that was the thing is that even if like even if it's not put out there obviously with some of the villains that you see there, I think Polka Dot Man was probably the one that's probably described the best that way because. You know, he was experimented on to become a superhero yeah. and he just did really crappy things because of his emotional distress. Yeah. And then at the end, he became a superhero. Bloodsport did the same thing. He I, did, had a change of heart where he's like, this ain't my problem. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go. I'm leaving. And then what does he do? Ah, crap. Turns mm-hmm. around and, you know, does yeah. decides it, to change the world. His, yeah. his conscience kicks in. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, I'll hate myself if I leave. I have to do this. Yeah. This is so stupid. <laughs> and he's he's very upset and everything else. Uh, but I, I do like, I, I really liked this movie. This movie was really good. The characters were awesome. Uh, I Like I said before, I think that all the characters really shined. Yeah. You know, uh, even, even just the characters that died. Do you think we can get Andy on Facebook real quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's see if see. she answers. Because uh, I want to get an outside opinion outside of the nerds of, of the movie. She said she liked it. Yeah, but I want I want let her be a part of the show for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, Nick, you're holding up, you're holding holding us back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Why, why can't we have a normal conversation with an outside guest? It's twelve thirty at night. She That's watched why. the movie with us. Should have thought of that before it was twelve thirty. <laughs> uh, one of the last things I want to bring up before we have a conversation with Andy for like five minutes. Um, She's not gonna answer. She could. I don't know. We'll see. I told her to keep her phone close. Uh, She's there was a with your dog. Oh my god, with, with Sebastian, Sebastian or Weasel, with <laughs> Weasel. <both. laughs> uh, so he ate her. <laughs> there was a quote that came out this week uh, that was uh, said by James Gunn, and uh, you know it's James Gunn versus Martin Scorsese, uh, where he made a comment about uh, his take on Marvel films. Yeah, can you look up that quote real quick or no? Um, did I? Sent that or? You shared it on your Facebook as well. I did because I shared it on this is Facebook. Like super old. Where Scorsese just basically says like, "Oh yeah, like uh, Marvel movies aren't films. Like they're not real films. They they they're, they're amusement park rides. They're amusement yeah. park rides. Yeah, like, a new one comes out every single every every year, and it's just like slightly different. And I just found it funny because like I, I get it. Like I know what James Gunn was trying to say. I don't think like he was making any form of malintent to like fight Scorsese on this, but it's like I think he just so, wanted his own take. So he said, it just seems awful, awful cynical that Scorsese would keep coming out against Marvel. And then that is the only thing that would get him press for his movie. 
he's creating his movie in the shadow of the Marvel films. And so he uses that to get attention for something. Okay, never mind. It was malintent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that back. That's a straight he chat. Go, he goes, he, no, but then he goes, he went on to praise Martin Scorsese as a director, calling him one of the greatest film rec- filmmakers who ever existed. So Scorsese and Gunn at the Octagon win. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. <laughs> I want to see a fight happen between the both Good. of them. Oh, and then this is another thing to mention. When did when did James Gunn get all white, like like hair? Hair white. He looks like he aged like twenty he years. Aged twenty years in, in a span of a year. <laughs> I don't know. If Have that's you seen how he looks photo. lately? It's so funny because you see all of the like him filming this movie mm-hmm. and like those documentaries and everything like that, and he literally has dark hair. Yeah, yeah. he looks like James <laughs> Gunn. Like we and literally then, saw him last year on DC Fandom. There's no way he went full, full yeah. like and he was, the he had, yeah. <laughs> he Within full, a span of a year. Yeah, that's really, the thing is that they it's say like, like he became president for some reason. <laughs> like you see, that's what I was thinking. yeah, like when you see a four like, years down the line, they yeah, have white hair and wrinkles, like yeah, and just, everything. Yeah, but no, 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 no but no, the way of the country is. I'm not. Just, I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I feel. I feel like what happened was that. He he had like a couple of grays and then he just went screw it I'm going platinum but right? I, yeah like, I'm just, but it I'm doesn't just look go. fake that's another thing no too. it looked it like looks I'll put natural. it this way he looks the same age but older at the same time yeah it's the white hair yeah, yeah. yeah. he doesn't look bad he looks good he looks crazy good. Yeah, yeah he looks good because it's, it's all white it off yeah. so it's all white go, I, I, maybe it's maybe that's the stress of Guardians three. <laughs> It's like Marvel oh, got to go back. after Marvel got me. Oh god. oh god! Oh man! What are they gonna think? Oh boy! No, but uh, is he writing this quote, or what do you guys think about what he had to say? I do. Um, I do agree with him because you know, whenever it was, he was saying that before Irishman came out, and again, everyone was kind of just seeing. Well, let, let's see what you did. Then, yeah. You know, at that point, and it's it does feel like he's he is doing that. Just to market his film a little bit more. Gunn basically said, okay, Boomer, relax. He called him out, but at the yeah. same time, he goes, but... He's a, he's a good, he's a I good lo- director. Yeah, I yeah. love your films. You actually, you're, you're a very good director. You know, he probably inspired him in the past with his films and yeah. stuff like that. I, I, I do... I, I think that Scorsese probably did. Mm-hmm. He probably... He, I think he got the question. Because mm-hmm. the, these questions, are, it's not like people just bombard you with a question no during an interview like you get the question prior Mm -hmm. and i i honestly do think he knew i'm gonna get press and i say this Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get press yeah Yeah. what like i'm gonna get press they're gonna talk about the irishman Mm -hmm. it's a win-win is he is he right i don't feel like that Mm -hmm. that gun's right no that scorsese's right Mm -hmm. i i don't feel like he's right uh for the most part, but I do see where he's coming from though. Mm-hmm. So the way I see this is kind of like Gunn understands the influence that Scorsese has on the film industry. Yeah. Right. But also kind of wants to call out Scorsese for, you know, downplaying the progression of films. Yeah. Cause like when you look at old filmmakers, again, for me, my top three, you know, Ridley Scott, Edgar Wright, Taika Waititi, oldest one of them is Ridley Scott. And when you look at, for me, Ridley Scott, if I think of that, if I think of him, Alien is the first movie that comes to mind. Right. Blade Runner, sure. But Alien, because it's, it's my favorite movie of all time. Um, Ridley Scott loves to tell his stories with set design. That has been his, you know, status quo for years. Even with The Martian, he did that, right? Yeah, the, set, the sets are always beautiful. The sets yeah. are beautiful, and they tell most of the story. Right. 
Ridley Scott is an old-fashioned director, and I think that that's why he got a lot of hate for Alien Covenant. Mm -hmm. The way he told the story there was very old school. It's also a bad movie. It's a great movie. It's a terrible movie. It's a great movie. You shut your mouth. Shut up! Which movie again? Alien Covenant. Oh, okay. Shut up! You think that movie makes sense? Yes. Anyway, so he. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You think that's we, a good movie? We don't have time for you, we Nick. Really, okay. We, usually, I would let this debate go, but we really don't have. Time. No, I, I understand. We don't have time. <laughs> and we're gonna after, get to this. Yeah, after. And we're gonna get to this later. But I just want you to know you're, you're wrong. You're gonna hear from me afterwards. I might like, not be back on the next podcast. Don't. <laughs> So anyway, so Ridley Scott is an old director, but I can tell that he's only got a couple more years left. If he does decide to make another mm-hmm. film, it might not even be as successful as like these other dirt, like oh, these other films from other directors, mm-hmm. like Taika Waititi, Gunn, Wright. You know, uh, who else am I thinking of? Christopher Nolan is another director. Like all these guys are leading industry directors, and you know, it's not just guys. Patty Jenkins. Or Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, she's leading these these people are leading the industry in film because they're trying new things and they're adapting to the way things are working now. Because yeah. I, I feel like okay, without a comic book movie, I feel like Scorsese wouldn't have been able to make the Irishman. Why? The advancement in that f- uh, in the face yeah, technology I guess. is primarily from the Avengers movies, they're primarily from these comic book movies that, you know, de-aged actors and have them perf- and have them give a performance. The entire Irishman is literally that. It's yeah. de-aging an actor and having him give a performance that's believable and and you believing that this is, you know, younger, you know, that this is the younger version of the actor. Mm-hmm. Did you see how he did it where basically he had like three cameras facing uh-huh. the actors, but he refused to have the tracking dots on his actors because he felt that would be distracting towards the acting for He's his a very actors. old school director. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing is that you can't you have to respect the craft. But the thing is you that, have to. But the problem is that I feel like he also didn't understand the technology. That's the thing too. Because the, if you watch the Irishman, there's a lot of moments where it doesn't match. Yeah, but there, there the are scenes, CGI is really off. The CGI is is a little wonky. Mm-hmm. It looks like it doesn't match up. It looks like, you know, it looks like a mask mm-hmm. sometimes. And I feel like that's because who the the director mm-hmm didn't understand the tech. So when it comes to it, and let me put it to you this way, Tarantino is a firm believer of still using film. Yeah. The right. Hateful Eight was filmed on film. Yeah. Yes. Right? But, but you, you have a lot of directors moving towards digital mm-hmm. filmmaking. Yeah. That's what Gunn did on this one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it looks fantastic because yeah. you get more color, more vivid like photography. Like it just it just looks so much better. But if you have a director that understands the craft of old, right, like Tarantino and film, you could make beautiful movies. And I think that Scorsese, when he made this comment, was just frustrated that more people were moving away from the old craft mm-hmm. going into this kind of new age of film, which is kind of saturated with superhero movies. There's nothing wrong with it. You can enjoy it. You can criticize it, do whatever you want. But the audience craves this kind of stuff at the moment. Who knows? Maybe 20 years down the line, it's not going to be superhero movies. Yeah. It might be something completely different. No, I, I feel like eventually the superhero movies will go the way of the cowboy. Yeah. Eventually. The westerns know, are out of the way. The superheroes are out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something else. 
it'll be something else. When that happens, I'm not entirely too sure. I mean, we've been trying to make superhero movies since the late since the late eighties. Uh, you know, we have, uh, what's it called? Like the Phantom and we have like all these, the spirit and mm-hmm. we have all these other like, uh, comic books, movies that are very early on Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They you made know, a live action He-Man movie. Live mm-hmm. action He-Man. The Rocketeer. Uh, uh, Rocketeer. Like you have, so you have a lot of these like comic book heroes that, but the thing is that comic book heroes have been inside of the, they, they've been inside of the, the culture for so yeah. long, I mean, heck, some of the some of the comic books is what got some of our soldiers home. They entertained the soldiers mm-hmm. while they were away at war, and you know, some of them, you know, that was like a big thing for them is that the new comic books are coming in or anything else. And you know, people of all generations have always loved superheroes. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing, like since the twenties, like superheroes have been huge. So that's why I feel like it's gonna it's it's gonna be harder to kill off the superhero genre. I don't think it'll kill off, but I think it will evolve. I think one of the major things I'm gonna predict it. Maybe I'm right because they've been trying to do live action anime movies for the longest time. Maybe the next kind of big thing will be a proper anime movie. Could live be. Action. I, that's I, the thing. But the thing is that I feel that the reason why they can't make a proper animated. Mm-hmm. Anime movie, um, you know, like Death Note, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Ghost uh, in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell is because for one, they don't understand the material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, they don't understand. They they try to cut. It. It's really hard when you have a series like you know Full Metal. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, cool. We're gonna try and cut an arc. Oh, was it Akita Battle Angel too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're we're gonna try and cut down an entire arc and put it into two hours mm-hmm. like or an hour and a half yeah you know how, how can we do this that's really hard to do not only that but also the reason why anime is so cool is because you know that it's animated you know there are certain things that are just hyper realistic that mm-hmm. can never happen inside of uh it can never happen in a real movie yeah especially how characters move around a yeah lot. yeah it's like it's like having a live action naruto movie yeah, or anything else. Um, it, it 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 sounds better than it probably would be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel that these are things that you know we're eventually we eventually might have one. Honestly, that sounds pretty cool. The key to I, Battle Angel wasn't that bad. You know what? I, I I feel like if you were to do a live action TV adaptation of an anime, that would be kind of sick. One Piece. Just kidding! No way. That's oh, too no. long. I mean, I do. I, I we don't have time for. <laughs> a, 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 I for do. One hundred and fifty movies. Thinking about that, I I do believe if anything, like like you said, twenty years down the line, I think that will be the new the new movie age. craft where it's basically because we're getting directors now that have been comic book fans when they were kids. They're getting influenced they're, by yeah, this stuff now, and they're getting influenced it by it, and then. You have this young generation now that are heavily into manga or anime in general, but we don't know, you know, if those kids are going to go into film school and make yeah. their own thing. And they could Guillermo del Toro, yeah, he Pacific could. Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he could make. They could adapt certain aspects from animes or or mangas into their films moving forward in the new, new generation of filmmakers to come mm-hmm. in the years down the line. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it could happen. Uh, can you see if you can log into my Facebook real quick? Oh, I've logged into mine and I have Andy ready. To give her call. a call. Okay. Give her a call. See what she says. She's. We'll give her like five minutes. 
conversation happens. I hope she answers the phone with, a, with an F word. What do you want? Imagine she gets all mad. If she doesn't answer, we'll just end the show. Yeah. But it's also 12.30, like you said. She could be passed out. She could be passed out. This sounds like a passed out person. <laughs> Sometimes she leaves her phone like far off, and then she's like, oh, who's calling me now? Mm-hmm. Oh, who's calling me? Oh, no, let me go get it. <laughs> Okay. Where's my phone? Nah, I don't think so. Where's my phone? No, Give no, her two no. more rings. Let's okay. see if she does. Oh, where's my darn phone? Is it underneath the pupusas? Okay. Ah, that's fine. Whatever. We gave her a shot. We're going to see where she was <laughs> she at. She had her chance. <laughs> she had her chance. No, she enjoyed the movie as well. Yeah. I, it, it's kind of weird to see kind of like, because again, she is she she does like comic oh, book movies. She just got online right now. Should I call her again? She so wasn't online before. Call her, see what happens. She just got online. Watch Let's see. Hello. She's like oh, half asleep. You get two more rings. That's it. Oh. Hello. Hello. Hello there you Andy. are. Welcome to coming up to keeping up with the nerds. You have got on on their power hour. We want to know <laughs> what are your thoughts on Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty good. I was feeling like it was that prank call, like John Cena, the John Cena, like the Super Slayer, Super Slayer. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going for. Yeah. All right, we got you got like three to five minutes, babe. Oh, what the oh, heck? Okay, cool. I didn't even get five well, minutes. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was fun, actually. Like it was a movie that just kept you on, on your. Uh, uh, at least for me, like it, it kept me on the edge of my seat, and I wanted to see what was gonna happen next. Although I already knew not to be, you know. Um, well, actually, are, are we doing spoilers or no spoilers? Oh, we've spoiled this already. We, like, I, we yeah. spoiled um, the hell out of this thing. I, I learned not to be attached to the character after like the beginning of the movie when everybody died. And I'm like, okay, I can't attach myself to anybody here. But it was so fun. I thought it was so fun. I loved it. Who was your favorite character? Mm, I'll tell you, I didn't really have a favorite character. Not even Sebastian? Not even a little baby Joey? Oh, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> I don't, like, really have, like, oh, like, that's my favorite. Not really. They were all, I mean, they were all pretty cool. Like, I they were, I kind of like them almost equally. I guess you could say Sebastian had a little bit more, but. Um, <laughs> a little bit more what? Because oh, like like <laughs> he's cute and adorable and stuff. Would you recommend this movie to people? Yeah, it's a fun movie. Obviously not to kids. Definitely <laughs> is an adult um, film. And yeah, like if you want to watch a fun like adventure, um, I guess superhero, quote unquote superhero uh, movie, then yeah, I recommend it to people. It's a fun movie. It's cool. What do you have to say, Nick? Because you keep, like you're laughing over here. What do you, what do you have to say? No, you That's keep fine. laughing. And I'm like, what do you have to say? It's fine. Oh my god! I'll tell you after. Tell no, because like, I think it's it's interesting to hear an opinion that because you're more into Marvel and stuff like that, and that's you know the stuff that we usually watch. So I think like what DC stuff like you've never heard of any of these like characters like Bloodsport or you know Ratcatcher, Polka Dot Man, nothing like that, right? Right, I, I have not. So would you say that after this movie, last question before we let you go, you feel like you got to know these characters a little bit more with this movie? Um, I think so. Well, I don't know much about their background. 
but I mean, I guess. They're interesting. All right. That's good enough. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you. What? Nick, just say it. And Andy, that was the right answer. <laughs> now then, Renee, tell her what she's won. Oh, so you're throwing that on me now. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. She gets Brian to come home tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, good. With the, with the wrong answer, he would have slept in his car. <laughs> <laughs> oh. right. Thanks, babe, for being on the show. We're going to wrap you. it up over here, but thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, no we'll catch Bye. you in a bit. Bye. Bye. All right. <laughs> Why is that what you're laughing thing? about, man? Alright, we gotta wrap the show up. Uh so just a quick reminder. Uh, I think we've all expressed an hour and a half worth of like Suicide Squad basically. stuff. So are we pretty satisfied with everything mm-hmm. we had to say? Uh yeah, you are. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that said, guys. Uh, remember, we do have a website, keepingupwiththenerds.com, where you can find all the information on the latest videos, podcasts, anything else that you want to know about us on there. Uh, updated frequently. Socials, Instagram and Twitter, Keeping Up With The Nerds. You guys can find us on there. And Renee does a good job at posting when certain episodes will go up on YouTube and audio platforms. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, just know we do have a YouTube channel. Keep it up with the nerds. Subscribe. Go like the video portions of the podcast. We will be posting up more content on there as well. So keep a lookout on that. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Give us five stars if you guys like what you guys saw. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, come and visit the store at uh, Undercity Comics in Uptown Whittier if oh, you're around the area. And not to mention that when this airs, it'll be Wednesday. So of that uh, on Saturday, guys, here at Undercity Comics will be free comic book day. So just come down uh, around 9 or 10 o'clock. We'll open early, and we'll have uh, some comics here that you guys can come pick up. Also a sale on top of that where everything in the store, all of our comic books, trades, and current back issues will be 50% off, and anything that is not a comic book is 20% off. Ooh. You can also come and pick up Renee. I will be 100% off. <laughs> Lies, because you'll be working. Yes. So you're not off. He's not talking about himself. No. Oh. <laughs> He's talking about them clothes. <laughs> and with that said, we're going to wrap this issue up. Thank you guys for watching or listening to uh, issue number 59. Nick, take it away. This has been Keeping Up With The Nerds, issue 50. Nine. My name is Nick Valero. This is Brian. Renee. Recording at Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. We want to thank you, thank everyone for listening to this issue, and hope to see you all next time.